Hello, and welcome to Everyday Sublime. This is your host, Josh Summers, and it's a pleasure to have you here. I'm especially excited because this week, Terry and I have launched our new schedule of classes. And uh, just to cut to the chase, all our classes now, our four weekly classes, are now offered at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or midday or early afternoon in Europe. And we're excited because we're hoping that, and we're seeing this, that our this new time schedule is more inclusive for members of our Riverbird Sangha, a practice community of yin yoga practitioners, dharma practitioners, qigong practitioners, and really people who value and are interested in the synergy of these practices. So um, what you're going to hear today is the first talk of my Monday morning dharma session now, uh, where I give a, as you'll hear, a 20-minute, 15-minute talk, followed by a meditation, and then we have a discussion and reflection time. So um, if you are interested in the content of these talks, if you're interested in participating with us live or via the recording, do check out a free two-week trial in our Sangha. Um, There's a link for you in the show notes, and when you subscribe to the newsletter, you'll get that offer for the free two-week trial, and you'll also receive my new ebook, The What, Why, and How of Yin Yoga, where I try to speak in plain English about the main principles and some of the nuance around those principles for how to practice intelligently and confidently. So um, I'm going to keep this brief. If you'd like to join us, please do so. And without further ado, I now want to share with you some reflections around the importance and value of morning practice. So um, for today's, for this morning's talk, for this first morning session, I wanted to offer some reflections around morning practice itself um, and to loosely call this talk in praise of morning practice. Like, What is it about practicing in the morning that um, is so helpful? And why is it that so many uh, long-term practitioners that I've met all uh, really prioritize making sure that they get their practice in more or less as the first thing they do. And to set this reflection up, I just uh, was thinking about how when I start the day, how Ter- when not Terry and I start our day here, there's often a weather check. You know, we either, if it's um, light enough, we'll look outside and try to get a sense of what the weather is or step outside and get a sense of the temperature and whether it's raining or windy snowy or sunny um and if we can't in addition to to looking at the the immediate weather we're often also checking you know a weather app to see what is the weather that's anticipated to come and um if you've ever gone on a hike or gone on a journey where you're going to confront the natural elements of the weather um, it's helpful to do this so that you know what to bring with you you know what to pack, you know what to wear. Um, this, this is kind of a joke that uh, in uh, up here in Maine, that there's no bad weather, there's just um, poor wardrobe decisions. <laughs> so if you don't have the right rain gear or the right boots, then, then your d- wardrobe can really make the elements difficult. But when you know what to pack, when you know what to bring, and if you have the access to those things, then the weather is much more workable, much more manageable. 
And so in that spirit, I, I just want to suggest that um, when we practice in the morning, when we come to our uh, our spiritual practice in the morning, um, there are many things that we'll do. But one of the things in particular that I think makes it especially beneficial is that it allows us, before we start to live another day, before we you know, enter into a new day of life, um, it allows us to take our internal weather, to check our internal weather. Um, and, and so that's really the spirit of what I'm offering in the meditation in terms of how I try to speak about meditation, is that it's a time where we create the condition of sitting simply. And with that condition of sitting simply, we encourage a sense of receptivity. Uh, and within that receptivity, we more or less hold the intention to be present and connected to whatever from our life or whatever from our, our, our experience arises, whatever comes up. And of course, at times, uh, what comes up may be a calm space or calm patch of, of, of experience where we might feel very quiet, soft, and relaxed. But oftentimes, what comes up when we're receptive are the very conditions of our life that, um, that bring us into conflict, that bring us into a sense of um, friction or, or, or struggle or tension. And all of that would be classified as the weather of our life. That could be thought of as the, the various kinds of weather that we will experience. And in letting it come up within the practice, um, if we can hold you know, a very simple frame of what can I learn from this? Or more specifically, what can the Dharma, what can my understanding of the Dharma help me learn from this? But what can I learn from this is a great orientation to any experience so that um, it, 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 it doesn't A, define you as one, as a kind of person in relationship to it, like I'm a bad person or I'm a good person or I'm a this person or that person. But the question opens for the possibility of growth. Learning is learning is a, is, a, is an experience of, of growth from um, the very conditions of our life. So that's why after we sit, we will. There's going to be a, a, a short period of time, ten minutes or so, to meditatively journal about either the two things could be what you remember, anything you remember from your sitting, and what you you know look into and what you see within that, but also anything that. Uh, might be coming up as a consequence of coming out of the sitting. And I, I just want to say that because sometimes I forget that around journaling, that when I give instructions to journaling, I often highlight, you know, trying to re remember or recollect or look into whatever you can remember from the sitting itself. And I acknowledge you won't be able to remember everything. I just want you to know that this, that's not the point. It's to to pick up whatever comes to mind most easily and start to explore that with a little bit of hindsight. And there's a way that you can start to see things that you might not have been able to see when they were actually occurring in the meditation. So there's a, a presence, there's a kind of awareness that the journaling facilitates. And, and that's the, that's the, the general uh, direction that we're moving is how do we cultivate and encourage greater awareness? But also um, when we journal, sometimes it's not what catch it, what captures our attention is not what was going on in the meditation, but it's more the direction our mind is moving when we come out of the meditation. 
So just to put simply, maybe you know you you processed or you you looked into something on one level. Maybe it was a relationship or a situation at work or a situation with yourself, but you you focused on that in the meditation. Or it seemed to be the focus, but then you came out of it, and then your mind moved and in, attacked into a different direction. And, and there was something that was really compelling that was coming up. That's something you could journal about too. So the, the journal is open-ended, but it's a way to just get closer to what is alive for you in terms of your own internal weather experience. And then the, the, the last thing I want to say about this is that in, in connecting to your internal weather, the inner landscape of, of your unique conditions, um, then in doing that in the morning, and this is the, the the praise of morning practice part, but in doing that exercise in the morning, we have the chance of bringing the Dharma with us into the day. And the Dharma is both incredibly simple, you know, it's the way things are, understanding the way things are, but the teachings that the Buddha gave were, 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 were um, we're, we're I'm using the word variegated, but there, there was a spectrum of teachings the Buddha gave offering all sorts of skillful, useful tools for how different individuals can better understand the nature of their experience and the nature of their the Dharma within their experience. So there's many different kinds of contemplations, many different aspects of the Dharma that we could consider bringing into our life for that day or for this week. Um, and over time, I'm going to really encourage you, the more you become familiar with the Dharma, to be creative about what themes you want to bring with you into your day. Like, what, what do you want to pack with you as you go into your, your daily uh, experience? Um, but if I were to start and just make a suggestion, um, it would be really what I think the Buddha showcased in his teachings. Um which is awareness. So if there's one thing I would say today, you know, and this is what we cultivate in our meditation, um, what does it mean to bring awareness with us, to bring awareness with us? And a lot of times we think with, that uh, the awareness is something that we have to create, that we have to um, make sure it's on, or that we, uh, you know, have to have to hold to make sure it's with us but i want to suggest a, a you know a slightly different way of framing it which is that as i said in the in the last talk about a lamp within or the light that's already on our awareness is already on our awareness is is already shining it's already luminous and so on when we start to recognize that truth when we start to re remember that awareness is already here and we're just learning to recognize it or remember it, then our practice is one of remembering awareness and, 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 and countering all the ways that we misremember or we forget. So the way that, um, you know, the Buddha called this mindfulness and awareness of, and mindfulness are in contrast to a mode of being where we're mindless, we're heedless, we're not really paying close attention. And you might even say we are, when we're not mindful, when we're not aware, we're in a state of autopilotness. So it's that autopilotness, that autom the, the automaticity 
you know, just being in an automatic routine mode that that dulls our perception and then, you know, gets us into being a reactive being rather than an awake, conscious, responsive human being. Um, so practicing awareness is just a cultivation of remembering to be aware. And that's what I want to uh, suggest today is that um, we practice it. We have, we hold up that intention. We hold up that value when we practice in the morning. And from that value, we now, we plant the seed of intention to carry that with us into the day. And I just want to uh, leave you with two thoughts, two more quick reflections. One is that um, I mentioned, just like Terry and I checked the weather, that, that meditation practices like checking the weather within us. Um, as I was preparing or you know getting myself awake this morning to be here, uh, I, I had this flashback of a period of my life when I was living in Ireland. I was, had been a student at the um, University College Cork for a while. And uh, part of that time, I took a job as a bartender in one of the local pubs in Cork City. And I had a friend who had a cover band that used to play in that particular pub. So I'd be behind the bar, be behind the bar, and he would be with his band doing his cover uh, songs. But one of the songs, and I think it was Crowded House that he did, was a song called Always Take the Weather With You. And I know nothing about the song. I don't remember the, the lyrics, the meaning, other than there was the chorus that said, always take the weather. Everywhere you go, always take the weather with you. And as that phrase came to me in relationship to this, this talk, it was not so much take the weather with you, it's like acknowledge the weather and take the Dharma with you. So everywhere you go, always take the Dharma. Or in this case, wherever you go, everywhere you go, always take awareness with you. And that brings me to one of my favorite passages from Ajahn Sumedho. This is one of the Thai forest monks. Um, from is a is a U.S. Um, was originally a U.S. citizen. Now I think lives in England. But he said, "Awareness is your refuge. Awareness is your refuge. Awareness of the changingness of feelings, of attitudes, of moods." of material change and emotional change. Stay with that because it's a refuge that is indestructible. It's not something that changes. It's a refuge you can trust in. This refuge is not something you create. It's not a creation. It's not an ideal. It's very practical and very simple. But, and we'll, I'm going to explore this more next week. It's very practical and very simple, but easily overlooked or not noticed. Or I could add, easily forgotten. Forgotten to the, the forgetfulness of awareness or forgetting awareness. But he says, when you're mindful, you're beginning to notice it's like this. Okay, I hope you enjoyed today's talk. I hope it stimulates some inspiration for you and that it maybe helps energize your own morning practice or uh, practice at whatever time of day you do. Uh, may it 
really support you in your apprehension of the everyday sublime. Of course, if you'd like to practice with us, please do avail yourself of our free week, two-week trial, our free two-week trial, um, which will include, again, a copy of the What, Why, and How of Yin Yoga, as well as some other goodies in our welcome package to all new members, which includes a copy of the Buddhist Playbook and a whole archive of tutorials and workshops in our library just waiting for you. So if you'd like any of that, do join us, and we look forward to practicing along with you. Until next episode, please take care, stay safe, keep practicing, and I look forward to seeing you soon. All my best.